more time. Mighty God, oh, we love you, Savior. We love you, Redeemer. We love you, blessed God. We magnify your name, Lord. Praise God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen, amen. Turn in your Bible with me, if you will, tonight to the book of Micah, chapter number 7. I say thank you, and I am indebted to the men that are the sponsors of this meeting. And uh, I would certainly be less than honest if I didn't tell you how much fun it is to preach in an environment like this here tonight. And uh, so there's nothing wrong if you're a preacher of the gospel for you to have a desire to preach at PSR. I don't know the trick to tell you. All that's worked for me is I married one of the sponsor's sisters. Maybe you could try that. I don't know. Brother Howard says that works. He tried it. Thank you very much, brethren, whom I love and esteem, doing my very, very best, amen, to glean from the lives and ministries of these great men. I could not say to all of the 11 preachers that have preceded me how much your message has meant to me, but I say thank you very, very much for coming, being a blessing to us. I do have a rather unusual request to make. I know the time and I know the limits of the child care and all of that. But I do feel impressed of the Lord to do something a bit different at the conclusion of my preaching tonight. And so I'm going to ask you if you must leave. And I see people all the time and I know we all go to conventions and there's time constraints and different things that come up. But other than the parents, if I happen to go too long, which I won't, I promise you. But if you must leave, please slip out sometime between now and 9.30. Because in the conclusion of my preaching tonight, I am going to ask nobody to leave this building tonight. Amen. I definitely feel that God wants to do something, and uh, I just want to be obedient unto the Lord. Amen? Amen? Praise God. What an atmosphere. If I wasn't so certain about what I have felt for months God wanted me to preach tonight, I would sure love to sing a couple of more choruses, and us just bite a few more hunks out of those ceiling tiles up there. Magnify the Lord together. Micah, the seventh chapter. I would like to begin reading at the 14th verse. Micah, chapter number seven, verse number 14. Scripture said, Feed thy people with thy rod the flock of thine heritage, which dwell solitarily in the wood. 
in the midst of Carmel. Let them feed in Bashan and Gilead as in the days of old, according to the days of thy coming out of the land of Egypt, will I shew unto him marvelous things. The nations shall see and be confounded at all their might. They shall lay their hand upon their mouth. Their ears shall be deaf. They shall lick the dust like a serpent. They shall move out of their holes like worms of the earth. They shall be afraid of the Lord our God and shall fear because of thee. Who is a God like unto thee that pardoneth iniquity, passeth by the transgression of the remnant of his heritage? He retaineth not his anger forever, because he delighteth in mercy. I want to preach to you from this entire text, but my subject tonight is found in the middle of that 18th verse, the remnant of his heritage. You say, everything else sounds fine, Brother White, but, boy, that's talking about us sinning, and God pardoning our iniquity and our transgression. Amen. Well, I like to be true to biblical text, and I'm going to tell you there is some pardoning that God has to do for the remnant of the heritage, because the Bible, the same Bible that tells us all the other things we preach that are sins, said whatsoever is not of faith is sin. And there's some forgiveness that God needs to grant to some of the remnant of God's heritage for the us for and no more mentality. For the unbelief and the doubt. Amen. And not really understanding who we are. What God's trying to do with us in this last hour. For us to love and embrace His beautiful truth and understand that He wants to use us in a glorious way for the kingdom of God. Would you pray with me right now? Mighty God, in the name of Jesus Christ, I ask it of you, Lord. Oh, righteous God, believe in you. Believe in your Redeemer. Believe in your mighty God. Hallelujah. Let the glory of the Lord fill the temple one more time, God. The preaching of the Word of God. Come down, come down in this place, God. Speak and minister, oh God. With your glorious spirit, I pray, Lord. Oh, come on, help me pray one more time. Help me pray, God. we got to leave this place, Lord. No one, no one, no one. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. And everybody said amen. Thank you, and you may be seated. The remnant of his heritage. I have in front of me an article that I copied out of the Jerusalem Post that was given to me, and 
It's a little article that describes two very, very important words that are used often in the Scripture. It is a description of the two Jewish words used in the Old Testament, one for inheritance and the other for heritage. They seem like in our English language that they are very, very close words one to another, but it describes it like this. And I'll just read a few little excerpts for you. But it said, the Jerusalem Talmud speaks of a inheritance as something that comes easily. A person dies leaving an inheritance, and the heir is not required to do anything but accept the gift. An inheritance is what you get without your input, but a heritage requires your active involvement. An inheritance is a check your father left you. Amen. But a heritage is a business which perhaps your parents may have started, but into which you must put your own blood, sweat, and tears. The Jewish sages talk of the sister word that is almost identical, one letter different to the word that is used for heritage, uh, and that instead of marasha, it is morasa. And the word for heritage is that close to the word that is for fiancé. It goes on to say the kind of passionate love one feels for a fiancé is what provides an individual with the strength, the courage, and the commitment to make the sacrifices willing that are needed for it. Amen. Now, 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 13 tells us that the New Testament church is called God's heritage. Hallelujah. We talk a lot about our Pentecostal heritage, and I am afraid that too often we are referring to that of what our kids inherit from us, for what we pass on unto them. Amen. But it talks about it being God's heritage. There's a whole lot of difference in the world to how you feel about some stocks and bonds that might have been left for you from a family member and how you feel about a fiancé that is the apple of your eye, that you are longing and looking forward to the day uh, where you are going to marry them and take them into your arms uh, and set up housekeeping. Hallelujah. And the love that is there inside of your heart. 
Hallelujah. I am not preaching to you tonight that it's either or. I don't want to give the wrong impression because there are those here that are first generation Pentecostals. And I don't want to give anybody an idea that the only way that this thing can become precious to you is if you were a drug addict that came off the street uh, and, and you prayed through and got redeemed uh, and that's the only way that it can ever become that precious unto you. Whether you're first or fifth or tenth generation makes absolutely no difference to God. What God is interested out of you and I is when we come into the kingdom of God and when the glorious light of the gospel shines down upon our pathway uh, that we would take that inheritance that was handed to us uh, and allow it to become uh, a precious heritage uh, that nothing and nobody will ever be able to knock us loose of. First uh, Kings chapter 21 gives us the classic story of Naboth's vineyard where an inheritance became a heritage unto a man that was there. A have seduction brought and said I like what you have I want what you have let's make a deal that will make both of us happy there ain't no sense in either one of us holding out on any of this it will be mutually beneficial and let me buy the vineyard that you have or else I'll exchange it for a better piece of land somewhere but Naboth's response uh, unto him was, Listen to me, O king, uh, with all your influence. Uh, there's more here than dirt and trellises and grapevines that you are looking at. Uh, what you don't understand, uh, this is more than just something that came uh, from my mommy and my daddy. This is my heritage. Uh, and it absolutely Absolutely will not be sold to you uh, nor nobody else. Uh, it's mine uh, until there's blood in my boots. Uh, it is not for sale. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, my friend, why he was able to, without hesitation, he didn't need time to pray about it, think about it, try to figure it all out. Because Naboth was of the tribe of Issachar. And the tribe of Issachar had good role models. If you'll read the book of Judges, you will find that the tribe of Issachar was the only tribe uh, that was blessed by God uh, to have role models uh, equally from the female gender and from the male gender. Amen. Uh, God allowed it to be. Uh, thank you, Brother Foster, for making mention of Deborah. Hallelujah. She was from uh, that tribe of Issachar. And there was something that was in her bread, in 
inside of those of the tribe of Issachar that said, you know why we don't sell out? Because we've had the example of ladies and mamas in our life that absolutely would not sell out when the enemy was encroaching that rose up to the task and stood their ground and said our God is with us we will fight we will conquer we will establish the work that needs to be done Hallelujah. I plead with every oneness apostolic woman that is in this building tonight. I plead with you with all of the strength that is inside of me. You might as well wake up to realize it is still true. The hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. You might as well wake up to realize, dear mama, that you have got an incredible influence upon your little babies like no man has ever, will ever have. God put you in that position for you to show them what living for God is all about. What faithfulness to the house of God is all about. What joyful worship in the kingdom of God is all about. Magnifying and worshiping God. You want your kids to sell out? You better stand up then for what you believe. Amen. Dig your heels in. Hallelujah. You say they're mine. Them babies are mine. I bore them in my womb. I carried them for nine months. I don't care what that narrow-minded preacher has to say. He ain't going to rob my kids of the joy of living. He ain't going to make them be denied uh, of the things that I want them to do in life. He ain't going to stand in the way. Uh, I don't care if he's my husband, uh, if he's my daddy, uh, if he's my brother. uh, He ain't got no business. Uh, That child is mine. Uh, I beg you uh, to read the book again. Uh, My friend, uh, David said children uh, are the heritage uh, of the Lord's. Uh, They're not yours. Uh, They belong to an almighty God. uh, And he's got an emotional feeling uh, about them children like you will never have. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Let me tell you, friend, coming from that tribe of Issachar. Amen. First Chronicles tells us about it. Uh, they was the ones when everybody else was confused. Uh, they were the men that had understanding of the times uh, to know what Israel ought to do. Uh, they were the boys uh, that wasn't licking their finger uh, to see which way the wind was blowing, uh, to try to figure out where they was going to stand uh, on the latest.
this issue that was there. They had a role model of men and of women that were a part of their lineage that said, stand up, square your shoulders, declare the truth of God's Word. It don't matter who likes it and who doesn't like it. We're living in confusing times. We're living in a messed up world. We're living where there's all kinds of mixed signals being sent. Thank God for a PSR that's breeding some is a carites. Hallelujah. 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 Be seated. Let me tell you, friend, God said there's some there's some things to do with my heritage. I won't read all of them. You take the time, please, when you get home. I challenge you to look up in this holy Bible where God talks about his heritage, his fiance. That that's got emotions that are exploding in the heart of an almighty God. Saying she just don't understand how much I love her. I can't wait to show it to her. I can't wait to prove it to her. I can't wait for the wedding day. I can't wait for the marriage supper of the Lamb. Hallelujah. But Jeremiah lamented some despicable things to do with God's heritage. Read about it. Chapter 2, verse 2. God said, I remember when you had your first love. I remember verse 3, when Israel was holiness unto the Lord. Verse 5, he said, what iniquity have your fathers found in me that would cause you to backslide like this, become vain in your heart? Verse 6, he said, I brought you out of Egypt, through the wilderness, the deserts, the pits, the land of drought, the desolate places. I did so much for you. I gave you the good life and a plentiful country. But when you got settled in... You made my heritage an abomination. You took what makes my heart beat and you turned it into a nauseating, vomiting thing for your very own God. Let me tell you, friend, amen, to see that bride-to-be of yours in the arms of another lover. Woo! If you got any red blood in you, <laughs> whoa, you just go ballistic. I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you, you do. I had a fiance once. She's around here somewhere. Hey, Amen. And when I heard that a fellow down at that Rathgab's ice cream parlor was insisting on putting a make on her, I didn't care if he was as big as Larry Booker. <laughs> I mean, smoke was coming out of my nostrils, my ears, my eyes when I walked in that place. Uh-huh. It, it didn't matter. I promise you it didn't matter. And I ain't no barroom brawler and none of that stuff. Amen. But I'm telling you, man, I walked in there and I tried my best politely to tell him, amen, that she is my bride-to-be. And I got news for you, fella. You stop flirting with her, hands off completely. And he made some smart aleck little remark. I don't know what it was. I really don't remember. God forgive me. But 
Next thing I knew, I had him airborne against the wall with my left fist holding him up right underneath his chin uh, and my right fist cocked all the way back uh, telling him what did you say uh, you open your mouth one more time you're going to swallow every tooth of yours uh, I'm telling you she's mine uh, you keep your hands off of her you understand hallelujah amen he slid down the wall saying, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. God said, let me tell you, that's what it does to me. Uh, after all my blessings, uh, after everything I've done for you uh, and brought you through, uh, for you to take what's so precious to me uh, and you to think it was yours uh, to make the choices with uh, the lovers uh, that you would introduce her to. Hallelujah. God said, sit down. Verse number eight. He said, I'm telling you, the ministry let you get by with that. Uh, he said, they'll pay. You'll pay. Your children will pay. Uh, your grandchildren would pay. Uh, oh, God. Uh, I realize today, sitting in service uh, for the first time of the men that I admire, of the sponsors of this meeting. Uh, amen. It's not just their children now, uh, Brother Morton, but it's little Drew. It's Gentry. Uh, Alana. Adriel. Uh, yes, Brother Keys. Uh, amen. If you let the heritage of God ever become an abomination uh, little Megan will pay uh, hallelujah I'm telling you brother Wilson you know it uh, Boston and London uh, will pay a terrible price uh, if the heritage of the Lord uh, ever becomes an abomination uh, for men of God uh, that walk with righteousness uh, in the fear of the almighty he said everybody's gonna lose uh, everybody's gonna pay uh, don't dare give in to it Read the 12th chapter of Jeremiah as it cries out again. He said, are those walking away from righteousness, are they really prospering? Amen. Are those reprobates really happy like they say they are? He said, they're growing, they're producing fruit, and God, it's awful confusing. They talk the talk, but they don't walk the walk. God is near in their mouth, but He is far from their reins. They're letting everything go. They're throwing in the towel on everything. Uh, he said in verse 3, God, you know me. Uh, you've seen me. You've tried my heart. Uh, I'm living for you, God, and they're not. He said, God, I'll tell you what I want you to do. I want you to kill them, slaughter them, newcomb. Wipe them out, God. Wipe them out. There ain't no sense in me being confused uh, over all of this. And verse number 5 is not a great tribulation scripture. I challenge you to study it out. Uh, he said if the running with the footman was too hard for you, uh, how in the world you're going to contend with the horses? Uh, in other words, if it's in the land of peace, uh, those backslidden rebels got all your victory, uh, what are you going to do when the worst of flood season gets here? They sapped it all out of you uh, by what they were flaunting in front of you. Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God said in verse 7, I can't stand her two-timing me. I left my heritage. He said, I walked away from it. I couldn't take the hurt anymore. I've given my dearly beloved over to the soul of her enemies. 
Verse 8, he said, let me tell you what my heritage is like. It's like two things. It's like a lion in the forest roaring against me. Rawr, God, why can't we do this? Rawr, don't like all these rules. Don't like all of this. Uh, amen. He said, there's a fine line between love and hate. Uh, amen. And what I love so deeply, God said, now I hated it. Uh, I hated it. Uh, I hated it. Uh, I know we all try to be so polite with all the right platitudes uh, toward the men. Uh, amen. They used to love this truth and walk and preach it straight uh, just like we do. And we get all these feelings uh, about how kind and how nice we ought to be uh, and what we shouldn't say. Uh, and God said, I'm not ashamed to say it. Uh, I'm not ashamed to say it. Uh, if they turn my heritage into an abomination, uh, he said, I hate them. Uh, I hate them. Uh, I hate them. Uh, I hate them. Uh, I hate them. <laughs> Hallelujah. He said, she's like a speckled bird. My heritage and all this mess. Somebody wrote a song about that. God help them. They need to reread the scriptures a few times. There wasn't nothing beautiful about that speckled bird. God said she's lost her identity. She's like a Duke's mixture mongrel dog. Yeah. Big birds started acting like dogs in heat. Just mixing and matching. All kinds together. Eagles don't hop in the nest with buzzards, do they? Ain't no way. God said, Amen. Now look what she looks like now. This incredible speckled bird that's up there with all kinds of interbred mixtures inside of her. He said, and guess what? Uh, he said, all of the others hate them. Uh, it cannot tell you something. Nothing is more disgusting to the world uh, than a Pentecostal chameleon. Yeah. Nothing is more disgusting uh, to the religious world, uh, amen, than a one-God apostolic Pentecostal uh, that's trying to mingle and interbreed uh, and a church that wants to look like a little bit of the charismatic uh, and a little bit of the Pentecostals uh, and a little bit of something else uh, and get this over here from the Methodist. Uh, hallelujah. He said they hate it. They hate it. They're asking. After it. Woo. Hallelujah. You with me tonight? Sit down. God said in verse number 10, He said, I blame the pastors for the mess my people are in. He said, it ain't the spirit of the age. It's not the devices of Satan. It's not hell is concocting at all kinds of technology and there's no way we can do anything about it. Not on your life. God just cuts to the chase, doesn't he? Whoo! 
He said all of this mess uh, is because of pastors, uh, amen, that took my heritage uh, and thought it was an inheritance uh, that daddy passed down to them uh, and they could do with it whatever they thought they liked to do with it uh, and take it in any direction uh, because now it was theirs uh, and they were at liberty to do it. Praise God. He spoke about the heritage again in the 8th chapter of Isaiah, warning them of a coming invasion. He said, man, it's going to get neck deep. Woo! He said, but I'm warning you, if you associate yourself, verse number 9, you shall be broken in pieces. You intermingle yourself. You associate yourself. God said you are going to be broken in pieces. Verse 14, Jesus will be the stone of stumbling, a rock of offense. <laughs> Woo! You just keep telling them about the deity of Jesus Christ and there's no other way to be saved and except you believe that I am He, you shall die in your sins and they won't want much to do with you. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! It'll be a rock of offense. Verse 19, he said, there's voices among you uh, saying, seek familiar spirits and wizards that peep and mutter. Woo, get yourself some prophecy. Up, bub, 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 bub. Go this way and go that way. Do all of that junk. Verse 20, he said to the law and the testimony, if they speak not according to this word, it is because, well, they're just coming toward the light. Thank God for some sharp preachers up here on the platform. Woo! He said if they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. If they're not preaching apostolic doctrine, don't look for any rays of light coming out of their life anywhere for you to follow after. There is no light in them. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Be seated. I read to you from the book of Micah where the prophet said and declared, and I am standing here tonight to tell you unequivocally, we are the remnant of God's heritage in the earth today. Whew. I didn't say we're all of it. But we are represented here churches that I believe are a significant part of it in the earth today that still feel passionate about it all. <laughs> that still lay up at night on our bed thinking about how much I love holiness, how much I love righteousness. How much I love godly living. How much I love what God loves and hate what God hates. Whoa, yeah. God said.
said, I got a remnant. I got a remnant of my heritage in the earth. And I'm fixing to do something with them and through them and by them that's going to do more than raise eyebrows. Amen. I will bless the remnant of my heritage. God said, I'm going to show some marvelous things to you. Woo! <laughs> I'm going to show some incredible things. Nations shall see and be confounded at your might. Now, I hadn't been there, but I've talked to the likes of Brother Johnny King and others that have. And let me tell you, the nation of Ethiopia is doing exactly the fulfillment of the Scripture. I know there's North American preachers that are exploiting it, trying to take all the credit for themselves. But from what I've heard about that church, it's a holiness church, isn't it, Brother Keys? They wear absolutely no wedding bands there, do they, Brother Keys? Whoo! Clean and holy, pure, a heritage of the Lord uh, that made it up uh, in their mind uh, that they wasn't going to get this little small myoptic view of themselves uh, that because we're just the remnant of the heritage uh, there's no way that nations uh, could actually be confounded uh, about who we are uh, and the power of the God uh, that is behind us uh, and the glory of the Lord that is there uh, hallelujah said, but let me tell you about this heritage. He said, they dwell solitarily in a wood in the midst of Carmel. Whew. This heritage of mine absolutely refuses to try to blend and intermingle with the rest of the whodunits that's around there. Whew. They dwell solitarily. Whoo! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't have ecumenical song fest with the coyotes. They're the flock of my heritage uh, dwelling solitarily. Uh, the wolf is not invited uh, to teach seminars uh, at their sheepfold. Uh, they dwell uh, solitarily. Uh, this heritage of mine dwells solitarily above the rest. Nobody understands it. They don't gee and her with anybody else. They're my bride. They're my people. They're my flock. <laughs> Hallelujah. He said, this flock, sit down, of my heritage. They, they don't have prayer partners with the Trinitarian young lions across town. Woo! Ha, 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 ha,
Shalamoria Satarabakuta. Silaboria Sandahat. They're dwelling solitarily. And they're mine. They're mine. They're mine. My anointing is upon them. Sit down. Well, 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 they're just young lions. And they're not like the old Trinitarians. They're the, they're the young Trinitarians. And they, they hadn't been taught all of that stuff. And really, if we just spent a little bit of time with them, Trinitarian preachers, uh-huh, linking up, praying with them, and doing a few other things, uh, them young lions hadn't learned how to, all that old animosity between oneness and trinity. They hadn't learned any of that junk, you know. Them young lions. Can you see the shepherd telling the sheep, since it's just a little kitten lion, you can go ahead and play tic-tac-toe with it. Uh-huh. You can play hide-and-seek around a few of the bushes for a little while. Just running and romping and laughing and having a good time because there ain't no harm going to come by it. Oh, my God. My God. The flock of God's heritage doesn't have citywide crusades with joint services with all the baby bear cubs in town. The flock of God's heritage said, I'm His. I belong to Him alone. And I'm going to dwell solitarily in the wood. Amen. With His favor, His blessing, His protection, His glory all around me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sit down. I gotta keep plowing. Woo! Ha ha! Woo! Hallelujah! Now, 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 now! It's what I like about PSR so well. There's a lot of people can preach a lot of solitary till it's solitary confinement. And they think that, you know, we're the cloistered convent that's out there somewhere, nowhere, afraid of what we got, afraid to go out uh, and tell it and preach it and declare it. But he said the place where you dwell is not a hiding place. It's on Carmel. And remember the showdown at Carmel. Remember the prophet of God walking up to Mount Carmel and said, How long halt ye between two opinions? We're going to have a showdown to see who's right and who's wrong. We're going to have the showdown to see what God is the God the whole earth is supposed to be serving and which one is false gods.
Sit down. He said you can feed in all of these places, uh, all around you going out. Uh, but part of the reason why you dwell solitarily is it's carmel, buddy. And all them false preachers, they wouldn't have thought about voting in Elijah as the president of the ministerial alliance. <laughs> they said, no, 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 no. He ain't like the rest of us puppies around here. He's that, he's that, oh man, he's that guy that insists we're not all right. That somebody's right and somebody's wrong. Baptism can't be any old way you want to do it. Ghost can't be any old thing you think about it. On Mount Carmel, Elijah settled the issue. We are the people of God. And you better hightail it out of town because we're taking over around here. Our God will answer by fire. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Sit down. At Carmel, they settled the issue. Amen. That who's got it is not whose steeple's the biggest. It's not who's on the most boards and the most committees in town. It's whose worship service has fire in it. Whose God answers by fire. Whose God, let me tell you, it's the Holy Ghost and fire that's keeping us alive. That's separating us from all of the world. We got it. 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 Got it! You dwell solitarily because you're not good stealth bombers. You don't camouflage what you believe. And the rest of them say, I believe we'd like to live down the road a little ways. As far as we can get away from you. Hallelujah. It's God's heritage. And God said, you know what I'm going to do? <laughs> Not only are the nations going to see and be confounded by all your might, but your enemies are going to lick your dust like a serpent. <laughs> now, I've been raised nine years of my life in the Arizona desert. Across the street, I've had practice. Matter of fact, where I live, I've killed number six rattlesnake the other day. Booker was on the telephone as my wife was screaming, telling me about him out there.
desert, it don't matter how dry it is and not stir up one little bit of dust. Oh, yeah. The only way they're going to eat our dust is by us making the tracks. Woo! Yeah! When we come together to worship, we got to kick up some dust. We got to kick up some dust, boy. And say, devil, eat that dust, would you, buddy? Eat that dust. We're God's kids. We're one God apostolics, full of the glory of God. God's anointing's on us. His power's on us. His glory's on us. Be seated. Let me tell you, friend, if you've got a pastor that's standing for the old paths every day that you live, you need to wake up saying, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He'll keep the glory among us. He'll keep the power among us. He'll keep it. Amen. What the world's looking for, he's helping us to have it in our church. He's a man of God. He's fighting to keep God's heritage free from homosexuality. Amen. Amen. Someone was reflecting to me the other day about a well-known person whose sin and demise of homosexuality has now proven to all of us as we watch the terrible fallout over and over and over again of people that we're discovering were infected by that thinking. The thought came to me, dear God, I wonder how many more among us are infecting dozens, hundreds, and thousands with effeminate spirits. Can I plead with you? I'm just a daddy that's got two teenage boys. But whether you're a singer, a musician, or a preacher, you don't have to walk like a bow-legged cowboy to prove to me that you're a man. But I plead with you, you better have more buck than you got ballerina in your walk. You better hold yourself in such a manner that nobody thinks there's any effeminacy in your life whatsoever. That everybody is convinced that's a man's man. That's a man there. He's setting the right role model for all of our boys. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. He's a man of God. He's going to keep the heritage free of Hollywood. And all of its filth. Amen. Let me tell you, I preached the camp this summer. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Sister Wendell was there at the camp. Amen. I got up one night, just felt impressed of the Lord to ask the question. A district where some have video and others don't have video. I just asked the question. I said, I'd like to know, I'd like somebody to prove me wrong. It's gnawing in me. I'd like to know if there is anybody in this district here who has video in your home. 
and has never watched any of the filth of Hollywood. I'm telling you, friend, not one person stood up. Not one person came to me after church. Not one person had anything to say. But dozens of saints came by and said, Brother White, Brother White, God convicted me. I thought I could control it. I thought I had it. But I've had all that junk. And it's brought in my home. It's destroyed my life, my marriage, my kids. Every part of it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, if he's a man of God, he's going to keep the heritage dear and precious and pure and right before the Almighty God. A few weeks later, I went to another camp. I didn't ask the same question, didn't preach the same message. Amen. But one night after service, a dad and a boy were talking to me. And the dad said, I, I want you to hear it from my boy. I want you to hear it from a boy, I don't know, maybe 10 years old. And the boy with this confused pain look on his face, he looked at me, he said, Brother White, he said, it, it really happened. I went to visit another church, and God knows if I named the name of the church, absolutely every preacher in this place would know where it is. Large church. Went to this church, and... They were doing their drama. And I was a part of, of the cast, the little kids that were there, and said, while they're depicting Messiah up on the cross, they got us little kids in the back room watching a PG movie called Home Alone. Uh-huh. I don't know beans about Home Alone. My secretary probably thought I was nuts when she received the facts at the church from the preview of the movie Morality Guide explaining about Home Alone. And I got it right here. Blew my mind. Blew my mind uh, when I read about uh, a man, a little eight-year-old boy in a large, well-to-do family who's very disrespectful to his parents uh, and how the kids uh, on it are smart alecks uh, and their conversation is offensive uh, and overbearing. Uh, in the summary, it talks about the crude language uh, that was used, uh, the vulgar obscenities, uh, twice a four-letter word that starts with S, amen, in the movie. Sexually suggestive dialogue, amen. A boy reading a Playboy magazine and watching a dirty video. Can you imagine the wrath 
of the almighty God went over the sound system in a church house that's supposed to be dedicated to the consecration of the name of God and the message of holiness when cuss words and dirty video and playboy is being viewed by kids that are trying to watch and be a part of a drama. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Congregation may be seated. I want all the preachers to remain standing, please. Some musicians come. I'm asking every preacher in this house. I don't care if you're licensed, union, non-union, let it, unlet it. If you're a preacher of the gospel, stand to your feet. I want to ask every preacher here, including these that are on the platform, I want to ask you to completely encircle this whole congregation that is here. I want you to spread out as far as close as you have to. Nobody in the middle section. We're just spreading all the way around, making a perimeter around this entire congregation that's here. And I've asked Brother Morton to stay on the platform with me. Brother Stevenson, I was there at the hospital the day before the passing of Elder David Gray. Brother Stevenson told me tearfully the story that move all the way around, thank you, form a complete circle, men spread out till there's no gaps at all, the circle that's here. Brother Stevenson told me about a great elder, Brother Gray, whom all of us loved deeply. He's gone now. Another elder we love, Brother Price, has not been doing well, and who knows how much longer we have with any of our elders. But of Brother Gray laying on his deathbed, looking at Brother Stevenson, taking him by the hand, making him make some promises to him, telling him, saying, I'm worried. I'm worried about our young preachers. They gotta get it in their heart. They gotta get it in their heart. Worried about them. Worried about them. Making Brother Stevenson promise, promise that he would take this message, preach it, help them to do their very best. I want every preacher's wife that is here to come now and form an inner circle best way that you can. I know it's terribly crowded, but if you can stand in front of your husband, do so. If not, just stand in an inner circle around this congregation here. I have a tremendous burden in my heart tonight. This isn't my inheritance. This isn't your inheritance. 
This isn't mine to do with like I want to do. This is the Lord's heritage. Preachers and preachers' wives, you are looking and surrounding the remnants of God's heritage in the earth. Laying in a grave in McAllister, Oklahoma, is my father. Tucked inside of his suit jacket, if it's still there, is a handwritten note that I wrote to him on the day of his funeral and made a copy of it so God would help me not to forget. I tucked it in and laid it as close to his bosom as I could. I said, Dear Daddy, thank you for all your love all of my life. I miss you more each day, but I appreciate the beautiful Christian heritage that you gave to me. The apostolic doctrines of one God, Jesus' name, baptism, a separated life of internal and external holiness are the inheritance that you have left to me that's worth more than all the money in the world. By God's grace, I pledge to you, Dad, that I will love, embrace, teach, and practice them until the day that I die. Somebody better get to praying for God's heritage. The remnant of God's heritage needs our prayers. And I've asked Elder Morton, I know he don't feel like it, but Believe me, Brother Morton, you're an elder to more of us than what you'll ever know. I've asked him to come and lead us in a prayer for the heritage of the Lord here tonight as we conclude. And after he's done praying, and all of us ministers are praying for you, I want everybody in this building preachers kids alike whatever family members of yours that are here I want you to get up from your seat and I want you to go where mama and daddy is at and I want us to earnestly pray for the remnant of the heritage of the Lord I want us to pray as families I want us to pray for our kids because they'll pay. Our grandkids will pay. A whole generation will forever pay if the heritage of the Lord becomes an inheritance that we just do with what we want to do. Brother Morton, come and pray. First, I want to say that I thank God for Brother Philip White. I believe that God has raised him up for such a time as this.
I thank God that he has obeyed the voice of the Lord tonight. Let's all bow our heads. <laughs> that's here and not here I pray God that we would receive this as the leader of our local flocks into our hearts into our spirits into our minds into our souls I pray that we would become the preachers and the pastors that we ought to be not seeking vain glory not caring for the things of this world but caring for the flock of God God, that we would go home and we would first cleanse our own hearts and our own minds and our own homes and our own churches. And God, we would fill in the gap and make up the heads. And in all purity and honesty, we would preach the word of the Lord. Oh, God, give us as preachers tonight the anointing and the courage and the love and the fire to do what we know needs to be done in our own lives, in our own homes, in our own families, in our own churches. I pray, God, for every daddy and every mama I pray, God, that every daddy and mama would receive this word of the Lord tonight. That from this pulpit and this conference, God would go this word and this message. 
that every daddy and every mama <laughs> that's here tonight, God would go home and there would be family prayer and family devotion. God, that every daddy would become the priest of his home and he would rise up and he would go through the home in the spirit with a broom and say, we're going to cleanse this home of television, of video, of bad spirits, of Hollywood, of sports, of bad music. This home is going to become what God wants it to become. Let every mother, let every wife stand by her husband's side and say, children, this is our daddy, this is my husband, this is the priest of this home, and we're going to obey, and we're going to follow him, and we're going to follow the man of God as he follows Christ, and we're going to walk with God, and we're going to walk with the church, and we're all going to heaven together. Oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, tonight. God, let this be deep in our hearts. This is not just a, a message. This is a word from God spoken by a man of God. Let us hear it and receive it and do it. I pray, oh God, for our children. I pray for our boys and our girls and I, I pray God for our children's children, our grandchildren. Oh God, let the spirit of holiness come into their hearts. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> let this be so deep in our hearts, in our pastor's hearts, in our pastor's wives, in our fathers, in our mothers, oh God, that it penetrates the hearts of our children and our grandchildren. <laughs> oh God, let there be intercessory prayer. <laughs> Oh, God, let there be intercessory prayer. Ah! <laughs> Let's all pray together. Let's all pray together. Oh, everybody obeying the Holy Ghost. Right now, family praying with family. Right now, family praying with family. Daddies, make your way to your family. Families, get together here tonight. There's nothing more important than this. Don't worry about interact. Don't worry about anything else. This is right. Let the food rot. Families praying with families. Hmm. 
granddaddy or mama.